Hey, everybody. Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. I am here with JC. Hey, JC, how you doing? Wendy, it's a pleasure to see you on the line. I'm doing pretty good and uh, proud to report to everyone out there. I did have that fortunate opportunity to see Wendy Sellers, the HR lady, in person and on tour in New York recently. It's good to see you back on the line, though. Yeah, I'm so glad we were able to meet up for lunch. Uh, what a, what a, just a perfect timing of all the stars. So thank you for that. Hey, everybody, we have a awesome guest today, Merrick Rosenberg. Hey, Merrick, how are you? I am great. I am so happy to be here. I love your, your website and all your topics. I am a huge personality styles um, addict <laughs> because once I learned about personality styles, mainly my own, I quickly realized, Oh, Wendy, you might be part of the problem here. <laughs> <laughs> There's no good or bad styles. <laughs> well, I, I too am trained in dispersonalities and, um, I agree. There's definitely no good or bad personalities, but for those ones that are very, very dominant, like myself, we sometimes could run over everybody's feelings. So, um, and anybody that is a, a high D and you'll get to learn about that more in a moment, you'll agree with me. And all my attendees usually agree with me because we're like, Oh yeah, that's us heartless, but we really do have hearts. I promise you. <laughs> it's in there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell us, let, let's talk to our viewers today, you know, just about what you do and then we could jump into how personality styles affect everyday life. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's it, the reality is I, I always feel very fortunate because I always say that if there's any topic that is infinitely interesting, infinitely interesting, it is ourselves. So I get to talk about kind of the most interesting topic of all, which is our personalities. <laughs> it, it really is. Um, so you just barge into companies and say, we're going to talk about your personalities, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, usually they invite us. We always... <laughs> but it is true. We go into companies and help people to learn about themselves. And, you know, it's about self-awareness. The most, the most self-aware people are the most successful people, but it's also about learning about others and how do you adapt to the people around you and create a great environment for those who you are working with. So tell me a little bit about, you know, like I said to our listeners and to you, I too am certified in DISC, dominant, influential, steady, stable, and control freak. I mean, conscientious. <laughs> How do you really feel about that? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I love how you have made it completely different. And there's, um, I believe, birds that are involved. So explain to us all of this. Well, you know, I, I was teaching the letters. I used the DISC model for about 15 years. And, and, you know, a lot of people don't realize nobody owns DISC. There are no DISC people. DISC is just out there in the public domain. So there's many DISC assessments. There are many, uh, many companies that utilize the DISC styles and, and we can do that because it's out there in the public domain. And, and I used DISC for about 15 years and I, I just felt like I would go back into a company and people are like, wait, which one's the D again? What, what is that? And, and there's not even agreement on what the letters stand for because there's right. all different DISC providers. And so I felt like, let's just make it easy. Let's just make it visual and sticky that people learn it and they remember it. I was working with a company yesterday. Uh, about 500 people spoke at their conference. They had introduced what I call the birds to them uh, about, I don't know, a year ago. And they're like, they are as alive today as the day we thought that we learned them. And so, so I link the, I link the D, which is that dominant style to eagles, direct, assertive, confident. The I is the parrot. They're talkative and social and enthusiastic and optimistic. And the S is 
the caring, compassionate, helpful dove. And the C is the owl who is logical and analytical and they ask lots of questions and they have a plan for everything. And so, yes, they do. And so it's, and, it makes and it simple. Plans, their plan's always right. <laughs> yeah. The eagles are like, like, wow, this is a great plan. Like <laughs> they didn't want to create the plan, but they're happy it exists. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's amazing. So talk to us a little bit more because I don't think JC, I don't think we've really talked about disc or personality styles in quite some time. So many of our new viewers have not heard about these at all. Yeah. I mean, you, you think about learning the styles, the first step you've got to learn about yourself. So what is my style? And and part of that challenge is that if you don't know yourself, then you're destined to impose yourself on others. So if I'm an owl and I need lots of information, well, what am I going to do when I'm talking to someone? I'm going to provide lots of information. But what if I am talking to an eagle? And the eagle's like, look, be brief, be brilliant, be gone. <laughs> Just tell me <laughs> what I need to know and go away. And, and, and the problem is if you don't understand your natural tendency, then you're likely to impose it on others. So you have to start with yourself before we even get to understanding others. You've got to understand your style. Yeah, it's, it's really true. Like I said, when I first learned, you know, about personality styles, you know, I was like, Oh, this is a cool seminar I'm going to go to. And, um, it was in Orlando, Florida. And I was just like, I, I almost fell off my chair because I was like, Oh, my goodness. I dominant D am and, and the eagle. I am part of the problem. I am, you know, telling everybody what to do, not listening to them. I mean, come on. Most of the time I was right. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was definitely one of those, uh, aha moments and not just in my work life, in my personal life too, of, you know, taking control when other people really just wanted you to maybe listen. That's yeah. what I always say. Shut up and listen. Oh, oh, you wanted me to do that. So it has literally changed my life, which is amazing. And, and, you know, the reality is, is that a lot of times what happens with our style is that we're overusing it. And, and you take that eagle and you dial it up too much and direct becomes insensitive and assertive becomes ag aggressive where the parrot, you dial up optimism and they become unrealistic. So for a lot of people, what we find is once they have that self-awareness, we need to get them to use their style at a healthy level and not push it into the red zone where it's no longer serving them. I agree. JC, you have some statistics for us. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's population is made up of 32% of type S people and 9% of type D people. The world's population is roughly 29% type I, while about 30% of people are type C, the final yeah. of the four personality types. Back to you. Which, which is fascinating because you think that perhaps doves, which is the S style, maybe there's not as many, that there's probably a lot of eagles and parrots. Yeah, because they're outgoing. We see them. But right. the reality is that there are way more of that S dove style than any other style as you, even as you travel around the world into different countries, it's, it absolutely is the most prevalent. And, and, and so we, we have, we have in what I always say is a personality bias in the United States. We think that you need to be that outgoing, assertive, take charge, charismatic person. And yet there's more doves than anyone else. And guess what? They're also really successful too. Right. And I mean, and not even like just the doves, the other three styles too, you would think, and maybe again, this is a U.S. thing like you just brought up. Um, uh, you would think that we have mostly D, dominant D, the eagles in, in your, um, explanation because the people that are loud, 
get heard and uh, get followers, so to speak. So that's, uh, JC, I don't think I've ever even heard those stats before. That was just phenomenal. That blows my mind right there. Yeah, and you know what? Here, I'll tell you what. We also think there's mostly that D-Eagle style. If you even think of presidency of the United States, one of the books I wrote was kind of a fun project called Personality Wins, Who Will Take the White House and How We Know. And I just looked at the presidents from a style perspective. We would think, if I were to say to you, all right, presidency of the United States, gut impulse, which style do you think there are more presidents of that style than any other style? What would your gut say? I. Yeah, <laughs> it could be. It parents. could be like, you know, you do have to be influential to get people to vote for you and stuff like that. But I do think you unfortunately also have to bulldoze over people and make decisions, you know, right, Merrick? You know, what's interesting in the early days of the presidency, there were almost all doves and owls. The first five presidents were all owls. Six presidents leading up to the Civil War were all were all doves. In the first 104 years, there was only one owl, uh, one eagle, that was uh, Andrew Jackson, and one parrot, Martin Van Buren. So in the early days, it's actually we didn't have a lot of owls uh, or a lot of eagles and and parrots as president in today's world we are seeing a tremendous right. amount of parrots and eagles it's almost like we have this perception that you need to be take charge assertive charismatic to be successful as a leader right but if that were true we would we would lost we would lose three out of the four presidents on Mount Rushmore. I mean, Abe Lincoln was a dove and George Washington was an owl. Jefferson was an owl. So we have this paradigm that leadership is eagle. But the reality right. is that there are a tremendous amount of very, very successful leaders who are that dove and owl style. And we we have to change how we think of leadership, that it isn't about just hard driving. Let's get results. It's also about culture. And guess who cares about culture? doves that s style really cares about the environment that people work in and we're seeing more and more presidents of companies and leaders of companies that are the dove style because culture is so important today so it's it's an interesting thing that's playing out that we have this paradigm which may not be true right mr merrick i've got a million dollar question for you here so (laughs) when we think about the test to determine these personality types what do those typically look like and should disc profiles be explained to employees? So when you think about a test, what what really made them valid early disc assessments were basically you had this giant list of words and you picked which words you thought were like you. But the problem was when people did that, they would just go, oh, I'm all of these. And, and they had no validity whatsoever in the results. Now, when people take an assessment, it's called an ipsative design, which is very an owl term, but I'm still going to give it to you. Ready? <laughs> and, it, and what it means is that you have to pick out of a set of four words one is an eagle word, one's parrot, one dove, one owl. You pick which word describes you most and which word describes you least. By doing that, it's so significantly increased reliability and validity that now we get these test results that are so accurate that you could take it again a month from now, you're going to get the same result. Now, if you took it five years from now, your style might change, but it's that ipsative design of pick a most word and a least word. And that is what gives you the results. And sure, we can explain to people, this is, this is why it works because the design allows for it to work. 
You know what I question I get a lot when I'm talking about personality styles? Um, I always get people asking, well, can you have a one personality style at work and a different personality style at home? What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. In fact, I'll, I'll give you during the pandemic, I'll give you an example. We have two, we actually have three graphs that the report gives you your most graph, which tends to represent who you are at home, your least graph, which tends to represent who you are at work. And then you've got your, um, uh, you've got your, uh, common, your com- combination of the two. Right. And so what's very, very funny is that, um, that people would be getting these results. And during the pandemic, people would say to me, I am watching my spouse on Zoom. And I'm like, who is this person? <laughs> I have never met this person. And I'm like, yeah, because you know, graph two, which is, you know, kind of like that, 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 uh, that natural style. Welcome to graph one. You've never met graph one. This is what your spouse looks like at work. And people were like, I don't even know who this person is <laughs> because they're different at home than they are at work. Yeah, it really is. I always tell people too, like, listen, we have our natural tendencies. Um, but you know, we've been trained by someone somewhere or just the society that you're in or currently in to behave differently in different areas. Right. So at home, your, your personality style, your most natural personality style, assuming you're in a healthy relationship with everybody around you, is probably going to come out at work, depending on the workplace rules, the culture, the, you know, who the supervisor is, and if your job requires interaction or not, you may not have that. And so it's all about adapting, adapting to where you need it. Yeah, the role pulls out certain behaviors. The culture pulls out certain behaviors of what's acceptable or what not, what is not acceptable. Uh, and, and, and sometimes we actually adapt a little bit at home. I, I have, I have a friend. He is an eagle. His wife is an eagle, but her eagle is like pegged to the top of the graph. And so <laughs> he's home. He's not the eagle because there can be only one. And so he, he backs his eagle down. He's a secondary parrot, but he seems like more of a parrot at home because of the relationship that he has. So sometimes we even adapt our style at home because that's what's needed. Do you have any kind of what resources do you have for our listeners? I hear there might be some kind of film that you have. <laughs> I did. I recently made a movie, which was kind of fun. I, I shot a movie because I felt like, look, you've got to be able to see the styles in action when you actually see them talking because I'm using birds. I can make a movie where you actually see it. And I created a movie called Bird Brains Inc. Uh, it's just, it's super fun. There's a couple songs in there. I mean, you know, the, We've, we've got birds. They're, they're puppets. They're, they're kind of Muppet quality level puppets. I mean, they're absolutely wild. And, uh, we, we have some songs and, and it's set in an organization called Bird Brains Inc. And they have to learn to work together. Uh, and of course you can probably imagine maybe things don't always work out at first, but then they learn about each other's styles. I won't give it away, but, (laughs) but it's very fun. Where can, where can I find this? Uh, if you go to takeflightlearning.com, you can see everything from Bird Brains Inc. to assessments, training programs, lots of different products that we have that, that teach people about the styles. And that's your website? Yes. Awesome. I also hear that you may have a book as well. 
Yeah, I have, I have several books. I, I think kind of starter book is, is the chameleon. It's, uh, it's 22 fables that teach you about the styles. Uh, so let's make it fun. Let's make it interactive. I think stories are how people have learned through the yeah. generations. Stories get passed down facts and data. We don't remember. Um, but you can see these funny moments between, you know, an owl and an and a parrot trying to build a nest together. And the parrot, it just takes out the bag of all the supplies and just starts building. And the owl is counting the parts and taking inventory, lining everything up, looks over at the parrot and is like, what are you doing? And the parrot's like, done. And of course, it's a disaster. But <laughs> <laughs> Like, you're done, but look at it. <laughs> but I'm done. <laughs> What's next? Yeah, no offense to the parrots or the influential eyes, but you are very right. creative and like getting things done very fast so you can go talk to other people. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so the the books are fables. They're fun. They're funny. It was, uh, in a way, it was like writing a whole season of a sitcom. <laughs> Mr. Merrick, quick question for you. You also provide a certification. Is that correct? Yes. I, you know, Many organizations provide certifications on how to interpret assessments. Uh, for me, my first company was is Team Builders Plus, a team building company, which we started back in 91. And for me, I wanted to teach people how to facilitate a training program that's fun and funny, but impactful and makes a difference. So we teach people not just how to interpret a report, but actually how do you deliver training that makes the birds stick so that it's not just about learning about yourself. It's about impacting the whole culture. That's awesome. All right. Before we wrap it up here, I have a few questions. Really just one question. Which bird are you? I am a parrot with a secondary eagle. So that, that secondary eagle keeps my parrot in line every now and then. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And and how did you end up falling into this and, you know, talking about birds and helping people with their personalities? Well, I had started at Team Builders Plus and, and it didn't take long. A couple of years after teaching people about the styles, I realized that, look, you can you can teach uh, or teaching people how to work together. You can do all these team building activities, but a lot of the conflict is based on personality and learned the disc model back in, in 94 and was running disc training programs for about 15 years. And then finally I was like, we have to make this easier. And then the birds flew into my world and I've been using them ever <laughs> since. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I absolutely love it. Like I said, when I was pulling together the agenda for us, I was like on your website, just every other, I'm like, Oh, check this out. Check this out check this out. So you do a great job. You know, we have to have as much fun, fun as we can, because I think you're right. You know, um, the stories is what people remember. They don't remember facts or details. So with that said, well, how is the best way for people to reach out to you if they would like to learn more about the Bird Brains, Inc.? Sure. You can just go to takeflightlearning.com uh, or you can go to birdbrainsinc.com, which is a very fun kind of tongue-in-cheek website. If you've ever watched The Office, it's like Dunder Mifflin. We've created this company so you can actually read the backstory of the company and it goes through about the staff. You can read about our CFO, which is, of course, you probably would guess is the owl and uh, <laughs> the HR kind of culture person is the dub. But it's fun. You can read their backstory and there's some funny products on there like mood wings and <laughs> assortment of products. <laughs> That that uh, that big bird brains thing offers to the world. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all this information. We hope uh, for our listener, this information from Mark Rosenberg, the award-winning author, has been helpful. Thanks again. Be safe, everyone. Oh.